up, everyone? Thank you for tuning into Tethered, a podcast dedicated to helping followers of Jesus stay connected to Him day by day. My prayer for this episode is that it would encourage you, challenge you, and propel you to abide more deeply in Jesus. I hope you're encouraged by this episode. Let's jump right on in. What's up, everyone? Once again, this is your host, Joey Morales. I really appreciate you listening to episodes here on Tethered. If you've been impacted in any way by these episodes, please subscribe to the podcast to keep up to date on when episodes drop, and please share with your friends and family on social media however you share things. I would really appreciate it. This is Season 2 of the podcast, dedicated to helping you understand your purpose for your life calling, how to stay tethered to Jesus moment by moment, day by day in your life calling, and walking away encouraged to live your life on mission, to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. For this episode, I'm having a conversation with dear friends who have a heart for reaching people for Christ and how they, as a married couple, live their lives on mission. Caleb and Abby Howard are those friends. Caleb and Abby are Missouri natives, entrepreneurs, high school sweethearts, and followers of Christ. They currently live in Phoenix, Arizona, where they enjoy hiking. They both have a passion to share their faith and use their sphere of influence to spread the gospel. Caleb and Abby had their first child in July 2023. I am excited to have Caleb and Abby on this episode to chat about how they live their lives on mission as a married couple. Without further ado, here's the conversation I had with the Howards. Caleb and Abby, what's up? These are my dear friends that used to live in Kansas City, but now they live up, in Joey? sunny Phoenix. How's it going, guys? Good. Yay. Yeah, it is. It is sunny here for sure. I don't know if you can see on our faces; it's just shining through our our back door on our on us. I bet it's like really nice out there today, isn't it? It's yeah. Today, I think the weather was like seventy three, and it's uh, while we're recording, it's March twenty seventh. So. Yeah, it's it's perfect weather. Went on a hike today. Can't complain, man. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Well, I'm really glad to have you both on the podcast. So why don't you go ahead and uh, introduce yourselves? Um, I got a question about what you do for a living. And then I got a question, a fun question to ask you both. And then just three fun facts about the, each of you. So whoever wants to go first. Okay, you got it. Okay. Um, so yeah, like Joey said, Caleb and Abby Howard, uh, both born in St. Louis, raised there. Um, we both didn't start at Mizzou, but both graduated from Mizzou, um, lived in Kansas city the last three years of our lives. So pretty much from graduation in 2019, well, I graduated, Abby was a year older in 2019 until, uh, 2022 of June. We lived yeah, in Kansas city, um, on the plaza. That was a fun area, very walkable. And, uh, yeah. And then June, first of this past year moved out to Arizona. Um, so that's kind of a real brief 
Yeah. Of us. Just a little overview. Yeah. Um, what do you do for a living, Caleb? Um, so my my newest <laughs> job. I, this is exciting. Yeah. So when we moved out here, I did not have this job. And this is a, a whole other story, but I'm a general manager for a pavement maintenance company. It's we do like crack filling, seal coating, line striping, pothole repair. Um, it doesn't sound super crazy or mm-hmm. exciting, but I've actually really enjoyed it. Love learning the process of it. Mm-hmm. You know, roads are stuff that we drive or walk on every day and take it for granted. And it's been it's been good learning experience so far. Mm, yeah. And um, my name's Abby. I know we've said that, but I uh, am kind of in the middle of a job transition, which is new. I kind of just um, announced that recently, but the last five years, I have been the owner and founder of an online clothing boutique called Bolt Boutique, like a Bolt Boutique, like a lightning bolt. And I started that when I was 21 years old in college. And then we recently just made the decision um, to end that business. And we'll talk more about that later. So I'm kind of in this fun, weird limbo phase of what next, but yeah. that's okay. And we are pregnant with our first child. Woo, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. We are how many weeks? 22? Yeah. We're due at the end of July. Yeah. Oh, wow. Do you know what the your baby's gender is going to be or is it a secret? Not a secret. We just aren't are not finding out to the day of. It's a secret to all of us, Joey. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, we'll definitely have you know, we can't wait to find out what your baby's gender is and so we can celebrate that. That's exciting. Yep. Well yeah, that's awesome. So since you guys live in Arizona now, um yeah. I need to ask you this because I'm just curious, you know, I've been to Arizona and I love the state, but which state in your opinion has been the best state? Uh, to live in is that arizona or missouri i feel like it's too hard to split it between like i feel like there's different categories like barbecue kansas city wins that Hmm. yes amen (laughs) uh the winter time phoenix wins that yeah the hiking phoenix wins that family Uh, missouri wins yeah we do have family here that we love dearly but most of our family is in missouri um the people Kansas City wins that. That's we have a lot of great friends here. We have a lot of. I mean, I would still say we know a lot more people in Kansas City. It's we were there for fresh. three years, and we've been here for like eight months. Yeah, um, I think it depends lifestyle wise. Arizona is a very fun place to live. There's lots yes. to do. Summer, Kansas City wins that. Unlike <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Arizona, it gets like scorching hot down there. It's like it can get up to like yeah. 120. It's yeah. crazy. Oh wow, yeah. I remember I was I was there uh in 2021. I got out of the airport when I landed in Phoenix and I just stepped outside I'm like, whoa, mm-hmm. this place is hot. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you like open an oven. It's the dry heat though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like you're walking into a pizza oven, you're right. <laughs> And so, well, that's exciting. Thanks for sharing that. I, I would even say like for myself, like I've never lived in Arizona, so I can't really tell you. I've only been there like at one time, but Missouri is awesome. Missouri. It's great. It's got great hiking, the Ozarks, the National Scenic Riverways. Yeah, you got the Chiefs. The Chiefs, the Super Bowl champs, and they played in Arizona too. They won in Arizona. Did you hear? This is a fun fact. Uh, so I work. Well, I'll share a little more of this later. I worked the game where the Chiefs played at the Cardinals and the Chiefs won against the Cardinals at their stadium. 
And then the Chiefs won at the Super Bowl at the stadium here in Arizona. So the Chiefs had more wins in Arizona this year than the Cardinals did in Arizona this year. <laughs> That's how bad the Cardinals were this year. That's awesome. <laughs> That's great. That's embarrassing. And then um, just three fun facts about the both of you. I kind of preface this, but I, a fun fact is I have a job with the NFL, so I get to uh, work pretty much almost all home games with the uh, the Cardinals. I did that with the Chiefs. Now I do that with the Cardinals. So that's one for me. Um, I feel like we've shared all the fun facts that I had prepared. Well, I played one semester of college volleyball, which I don't think a lot of people know that about me. At a Division two school. I didn't know that. Yeah, just one semester, <laughs> and then I transferred to Mizzou, still but did it. still counts. <laughs> and then what was the other one I was going to share? Uh, oh, uh, I ate a toenail at a restaurant one time, mm-hmm. not on purpose. It was it was on accident. Joey, I think you know that story. Oh, I definitely know this story. Maybe like share with the listeners about that story because it is pretty funny. <laughs> but at the same time, really gross. Yeah, with no version. Yeah, not not a fun story. Not not one that you want to be a part of. But uh, your roommate, right? Are you guys still yeah. roommates, Alfredo? Yes, Alfredo. Um, his his one of his parents is Mexican and one is uh, Venezuelan. Oh, Venezuela. Okay, I thought yes. so. And so Alfredo knows Mexican food. He knows like, he knows the good stuff. And so he's like, Caleb, before you leave Kansas city, you got to come with me to this restaurant. It's my favorite. Uh, You'll love it. So we go there, they have chips and salsa. As they bring the second chips and salsa, I'm eating the chip and it's like hard and crunchy. And I just thought it was like a, these are corn tortillas. And I just thought it was like a piece of corn, like uncooked, think uncooked popcorn kernel, Mm -hmm. spit it out and then clean it off. And it was a toenail called over the manager. The manager like didn't take any blame for it. Like he said that it, all of his employees cut their nails well, and like holding it up to his fingers. It was like measuring it. That's a funny. Yeah. Oh. What does that have to do with While it? he was doing that, he spit on our food that was just served. And so oh. take it back and then bring more food. Crazy. It was just the worst dining experience <laughs> that I ever had. Oh, that's awful. Great. I, yeah. We stayed and I ate the food. And then they brought me the full bill for the meal, which was like the most absurd part about it. Like no discount, no free dessert, Caleb nothing said, like that. You said, sir, I ate a toenail today. I don't think I should pay the full price of this. It's like, I'm, there's no way I'm paying the full price for this. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, well, that's, that's a fun fact and i yeah. hope it never happens again mm. yeah we'll pray about that <laughs> that is i mean i mean it's not fun it wasn't funny then but at the same time looking back at it it's probably like awful experience but it's a little funny when you share yeah. about it now it's a good story that's yeah. a good story to tell now yeah if i'm sticking along the lines of food i'll stick with food i hate chicken wings but caleb says they're the best thing that i cook yep and I just really ticks me off. They're great. That. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Well, thank you both for uh, sharing your fun facts again. Thank you taking for taking time out of your day to just come on to Tether to share about how you two as a couple live on mission for God. And so, yeah, why don't you go ahead and just uh, whoever wants to go first, share about your story. Uh, how, did, how did you come to faith in Jesus? And what was it like when you understood the gospel for yourself? Go ahead and whoever wants to go first. 
You got it. Okay. I was raised in um, the Catholic faith. Uh, I think that's pretty common for people that are from St. Louis. Mm -hmm. So I was raised through in the Catholic school through eighth grade, got confirmed. And then after that, my parents were kind of like, hey, it's up to you if you want to continue pursuing your faith or not. And at that point, I was pretty much like sayonara. Like I really don't care about God. I don't really, I did, I just really didn't care. I wanted to live my life for me and how I wanted mm -hmm. to. And pretty much did that all the way through high school and most of college. Caleb and I started dating in high school and I won't share too much of your story, but he was a Christian or like had the values. So his parents, my family, we were attending church regularly. Yeah. So mm -hmm. they would invite me to go to church with them. And I was like, sure, I'll go to impress your mom and so that you think I'm cute and whatever, you know? just to impress you, but it really didn't mean anything. But that, that was the first time that I had ever gone to like a non-denominational church, mm -hmm. um, just kind of a new experience to me. Actually it was a Lutheran church. Oh yeah. It was Lutheran, not yeah. non-denominational, but less, I would say what I was used to. Less, yeah. Um, so then in college, I joined a Bible study my sophomore year and, um, through Stumo, which is a campus ministry that we were a part of there. And I only joined it again because I wanted Kill to think I was cute in a Bible study. But in this study, I quickly realized that I knew nothing about the Bible. I had a lot of opinions about the Bible. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of thoughts about the Bible and who God was, but I really didn't know who he was at all. And that, those next three years, I was in that Bible study and I was just processing the gospel and questioning every, like, you know, just asking all the hard questions to those girls. And God really just did a work in my heart. He just kept chipping away. You know, at the same time, I was still doing the college thing, partying, all that, whatever. And I just had such a tight grip on my life. Like I wanted to do it my way. But mm -hmm. my senior year, we were at a Christian um, a conference, first GMO, a winter conference. And that was the first time that I was like, okay, God, like, I've heard your gospel over and over again. Jesus died on the cross for my sins, but I was so numb to it. And, but I get it now. Like I understand I'm a sinner. I'm lost. And uh -huh. I believe that this is true. So I'm going to live my life for you. So it was at that conference. That was January 3rd or the 4th. I don't remember which day of 2018. And from that point on, I was like, all right, God, my life is in your hands. And um, yeah, totally. He just changed my life forever. That's awesome. And how does like the the gospel like affect your relationship with God today? Because you mentioned like it transformed you in that moment. How does it like play out today for you? It's a good question. I find myself to be someone that is I try to be really self-reliant and I can mm -hmm. be kind of stubborn. And over and over and over again, I just find it like, man, I need Jesus. Like I need yeah, the cross. I am a sinner. I cannot do this life on my own. My decisions are wrong. My opinions can be wrong. Like my thoughts are wrong and sinful. Like I am a sinner. Mm -hmm. And I feel like every time I'm at church, every time I'm in the word, like each morning, I, I'm just reminded of that. I'm like, man, God, like, thank you so much that I don't have to do this life on my own, that my life is in your hands and that you saved me. Mm. and there's eternal hope in that so amen well thank you for sharing your story abby yeah. it's always refreshing to hear i've heard your story before but it's just always refreshing to hear it again because the lord has done a magnificent work in your life to demonstrate his grace towards you 
and that the fact that he used the conference like um the Stumo conference, I think it's called SMC today, um, that you know the Lord revealed himself fully to you in that and he got to understand what it means to receive the grace and mercy of God. Thank you for sharing your story. Yeah, thanks, Joey. Of course. <laughs> yeah, um Abby alluded it to it a little bit, but uh my family, we were all raised in like a, a Christian home. We went to church uh, pretty much every Sunday. Yeah. Unless we were out of town and went to a Christian grade school and middle school. Um, we, we did like the youth group. So we were very involved, everything, but my parents, like being the pastor, you know, like we were, we were there all the time. It, it felt like, um, as high school comes along and, I feel like part of that is in the sports world with high school sports slash the wanting to fit in and be with the cool crowd. I was raised to not do all of these things. And then um, at my, at the the Christian school and at home. And then as high school comes up, it's like, yeah, I'm not going to do these things. I'm not going to drink like these guys. I'm not going to smoke. I'm not going to have sex before marriage. I'm not going to cuss like these people. I'm I'm gonna be good and obedient, but like slowly one by one by one by one by one. Um, like I feel like all of those things started to happen uh until senior year, you know, and then and then college comes around and now I I'm away at college. I play one year of, of uh college sports at Rolla, Missouri S and T. And I checked out a church one time and was kind of like done with it and uh just not not submitting my life to the Lord at all. Like I, I, I would say like pretty much from birth, I always believed God was real. I would never have like doubted that. Um, but there was just no Lordship there. There was no understanding of what it means to like really be a Christian. And so transferred to Mizzou because I was kind of done with that school. And Abby and I were dating at the time. And I had a handful of friends from high school who were at Mizzou and I was going up to visit for college parties regularly and enjoyed it up there so transferred at the end of the year so sophomore year now I'm there uh and one of the guys I went to I did like youth group with in high school he invited me to Stumo um he told me it was a college ministry and he's like this isn't what we used to go to like this is for cool kids like (laughs) he didn't say it like that uh Stumo does does a a good job they really target uh fraternity and sorority Mm -hmm. Uh, houses like the lost people in there because because we know there's there's a lot of sin going on in those areas so um yeah there was a lot of fraternity and sorority girls at stumo and went and met a guy his name was hunter and hunter uh was on staff with stumo i didn't know that but he shared the gospel with me he shared, shared romans six twenty three with me and in my grade school like we memorized bible verses all the time you know mm-hmm. i i had memorized that in the past and been familiar with it and knew that verse uh, for, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, great. But that verse had no impact on, like it didn't mean anything to me. So we got to walk through it. And um, I I got to see, that was really the first time where I saw that my life and his, him calling himself a Christian and me calling myself a Christian didn't line up. Mm -hmm. Uh, He asked me this one question and it really like stuck with me. He said something along the lines of, if you were to go all in with Christ, how would your life look different? So 
indirectly, he was calling me out saying, you're not all in with Christ. Like you, you could say you're a Christian, but Caleb, like nothing in your life is really uh, aligning with that, mm-hmm. which was a great question. And I, I like to ask that people that now, um, cause it's comes off less demeaning than, Hey, you're not a Christian. Why don't you do this with your life? But I went to the same conference as Abby. It was, it was SMC, um, 2017. So the one year before, and that's where it kind of like clicked. I, that conversation with Hunter is where I like started to definitely see my sin. And then, mm-hmm. um, I've heard the gospel before and it's kind of similar to Abby, like Jesus died on the cross for your sins. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've heard that, but now I'm reading the Bible for the first time. I'm seeing who Jesus is and his, his love and how it just, everything started to click and make sense. And, uh, realized that like Jesus is the superhero of the story and not me. Um, and like, I wanted to live for him. Like I want to put God, I never doubted you for, for being God of the universe, but now I actually want to live my life in obedience Mm -hmm. to you. So that's when I started reading the Bible for the first time out of will, not because I was told to, and it just came alive. You know, the, the verse in Hebrews when it's like, it's li- his word is living and breathing sharper than the two edges sword able to pierce bone and marrow. And it was like, man, I, c- I couldn't get enough of it. Like I kept reading God's word and um, yeah, that's kind of my story. Like, and obviously everyone's story like hasn't been perfect since the day they came to Christ. Like, man, I've had some low lows, but I've also had some high highs since then. Mm. And I, you know, I know you asked Abby this, so I guess I'll answer it as well, but like, today yeah part of me like walking with the lord it's just spending time in the word every day in prayer mm-hmm. um not that i'm always great at this but looking for opportunities to share with people who i come across and who i build relationships with and wanting man uh, when i die i want people to be like i want people to say about my life that we were closer to god because of caleb like that mm-hmm. is the goal for my life um so however I can complete that as, as possible, like that's, that's what I'm here for. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, thank you for sharing your story, Caleb. It's really cool that the Lord um, providentially allowed you to be at Mizzou while you were dating Abby and placed you with Hunter. And, you know, give, I would just want to give a shout out to Hunter. He was faithful and, you know, being obedient to his you know, calling to be a campus missionary with Stumo, and he took the time to get to know you, to build that relationship with you, and also just, you know, to share the truth with you, but at the same time really call you to ponder about your relationship with God, which led you to formally commit your life to Him. And now as a result of His ministry towards you, and ultimately the Lord working through Hunter, you're able to know Jesus for who He is today. And that's just uh, just yeah. awesome that the Lord used you know, someone like Hunter to proclaim his love and grace towards you. And so that's awesome. Thank you for sharing your story. Yeah. Awesome. You kind of already alluded to this, but here's my next question to you. Um, How did you two meet? Um, I think a lot of people were listening, like how did Caleb and Abby started dating? Like how did, so just go ahead and share about how you two met. Okay. I got this. I want to preface this by this is, descriptive not prescriptive we're telling you what happened do not do it this way we are not saying this is the best way or the right way to go about 
a godly relationship. No. Yeah. But a lot of redemptive work here. I so we were in high school together and we had a math class together my junior year and Caleb's sophomore year. And I remember walking into class that day. I, I had no idea who Caleb Howard was. I remember walking into class that day. I walked to the doorway, stopped in my tracks, looked at him, and I literally thought to myself, man, I'd break up with my boyfriend for that guy. Cause I had another boyfriend at the time. Like I looked at Caleb and was like, I am going to date that guy eventually. Like smitten. And so I just kind of made out, made out to like date him. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> literally like a week later, my boyfriend, I only dated him for like two or three weeks, maybe broke up with me. So wasn't that sad about it. Sorry, our dog is, I think he's eating something inappropriate, <laughs> like rubber. Um, oh no. <laughs> yeah. Like a piece of a toy that got ripped off. Um, so we, I kind of made it my mission to date Caleb and over the summer, I knew he was a huge Cardinal or where am I going with this? Um, I knew that he was free one evening and I was like, Hey, I'm getting a group together to go to the movies. Would you want to come? And he said, sure. But little did he know that I did not invite a single other soul to the movies, only Caleb. And so when Caleb <laughs> showed up, he was like, who else is coming? I was like, Oh, no one else can make it. And from my, and I'll, I'll fill in a little bit of my, my side of this story. So that's um, hilarious. Yeah, I was uh, because of not wise decisions made. I was grounded for most of the summer, and I asked my mom. This this was like the last weekend of the summer. I was like, "Hey, mom, I was invited to go to the movies with some people. Can I go?" And she's like, "Who's going?" And I told the people. I was like, "I don't know. It's a group of people." We had one mutual friend, and I asked that friend. I was like, "Hey, you're going to this, right?" And he's like, "No, I can't." I, my mom's making me stay in for whatever reason. I was like, okay. I checked with one person and showed up <laughs> and Abby was the only other person there. <laughs> and I, and I asked like, where's everyone else? And you're like, oh, they couldn't come. I don't they come. Let's go to the movies. <laughs> That's really sneaky. <laughs> That's hilarious. And, and I knew you were I had a crush lying, <laughs> but at the same time I was like, already here i'm gonna i'm gonna go yeah right (laughs) Uh, i'm like i'm already here let's go watch monsters university so that's what we watched and we didn't date after that kill like kind of avoided me and then like later in the school year started again i was a senior he was a junior and he invited me to homecoming i think just because he needed a date and he came to my volleyball game and was like she's talented and then invited me to go to homecoming with him and then we started dating and this will be 10 years of dating which is crazy. All right, you jumped a lot. Well, you know, yeah. We yeah, need we, to get into yeah, the we, weeds. We started dating. <laughs> well, I, I do think this is important because oh. this is like part of our story and with our testimony, like yeah. what we kind of shared, Christ wasn't the, the main focus in our life. So mm-hmm. areas of our life were not Christ-centered. And yeah, so uh, that's through senior year of high school, freshman year of uh, college, and then my sophomore year, your junior year. Um, when two people, and I, the way I've always explained it to pe- to others is like when two people who are, we had a fine, quote unquote, fine, a good relationship. Like mm-hmm. you know, we weren't yelling at each other. It wasn't toxic. Like we, no one was cheating on each other. Like you see in a handful of like, college relationships especially mm-hmm. in the greek greek world um we had a fine relationship but then when one person accepts christ and starts following christ and the other person still has 
is living their life for the world and yeah all of that the relationship got really rocky and hard just because you don't view life the same you know and Mm -hmm. um yeah when now i'm thinking what's what's the verse of like do not yeah do not be unequally yoked yeah like that's you we felt that yeah we did but then when abby accepted christ and and through that time like we we got close to breaking up a handful of times yeah well i remember caleb called me one time and he was at kaleo and he was growing a lot in his faith and i was so scared honestly because i remember thinking like i'm losing my boyfriend like i'm losing the guy i've dated for the last four years that i thought i knew and all this stuff and he would call me and he would say things like baby we're doing emotional purity And I was like, what even is that? Like, I don't know. I don't want to do that. I don't know what that is. And so there were just all these things that we were not aligned on. And you were a baby believer. So like you couldn't express it verbally either super clearly. Like you just knew that you had these convictions. And so we were both in this space where like we couldn't explain to each other. Mm -hmm. And it was really hard. Mm -hmm. But then when we accepted Christ and we were in that together, it was like, wow, like we had never learned i mean we had never loved each other like that like we had to relearn how to love each other without physical intimacy Uh and how like we're pursuing our creator together and it was like a a depth of our relationship that we could have never like we had just never experienced that before yeah yeah i'm glad you actually are speaking about this because the next question i was going to ask you guys was how did you two become a couple but you already spoke about that but how did you how did, answer your questions before you even get there? Oh, no, that's okay. Oh, no worries. It's all good. It's all good. Um, but I was going to ask you, this is not on the script here, but like, how did you two like were able to navigate those challenges as one person was following Christ and the other person was not? I mean, obviously you're both now following the Lord. Like, how would you encourage someone that may be facing those types of challenges now? Like, what would you, what kind of wisdom would you share with them? Well, if you're already a believer and you're single, definitely don't date someone who's not a believer and don't lie to yourself. Because I think during that time when I accepted Christ and Abby was still, you know, you were going to church sometimes and doing stumo sometimes. I was reading my Bible, but you, but I had a lot of guards up. Yeah. I was, I like tried to convince myself that like, oh, Abby's, Abby's a Christian. She's good. But like your life wasn't fully marked by like submitting to to Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're single, don't don't date someone who's not fully sold out for the Lord. Yeah. If you're already dating, do you want to speak on that? Well, I think we've talked about this a lot because I don't know. It's it's hard. Like you don't want to just tell someone to break up because clearly mm-hmm. God did a ton of work in our lives. So I don't feel like there's a one size fit, but it's also really easy. Like you're saying to just justify and like stay in something that's not healthy or God honoring because you're like trying to convince yourself. But I think being super prayerful about it. And I was like you, you asked for guidance in this and Hunter said, well, look at the fruits in her life. And, um, you know, kind of looking at like, well, I was reading my Bible. I was investigating my faith. I was asking questions and, um, yeah, I don't know. Just, uh, I don't know. Joy, that's you were on a, you were on a trajectory for sure. Yeah. I was, I was, I wanted to follow Christ. I just wasn't there yet. But I, I would ask Hunter and I don't think there's a right answer to this. I would ask Hunter, the guy who was, who was discipling me, like, Hey, should I break up? I asked him like straight up, like, Hey, should I break up with her? And Hunter, in his 
I'll call it his leadership style was like, you know, Jesus responded with every question with a question. And he just asked me, he's like, do you think you should break up with her? Like, he didn't tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. I think in some scenarios, like a person should tell the other person, like, hey, this person's like bad for you. You need to break up. But he wanted, he knew that if I came to my own conviction that I would, mm-hmm. I would be more invested in it than mm-hmm. having animosity toward Hunter for him telling me to break up with Abby without me actually wanting to. So mm-hmm. I don't think there's a hard and fast rule on if, if a spiritual leader of someone should tell the other person to break up or not. I think sometimes it should be, yes, you should tell them. And other times like the person needs to come to their, that conclusion on their own or else they could have hatred towards, towards that person. Yeah. yeah. Don't get married. If you're on, on equally yoked, like heck, that's yeah. a hard and fast. No, no, that's no. A, that, yeah, it's a big no. <laughs> like that's not a potential that you want to wait for in marriage. Like that's a hard and fast no. But I, yeah, I think the Bible says don't be unequally yoked. So we'll just stick with that answer. But I think yeah, cool about it was good. <laughs> yeah, thanks for sharing that. I like that answer because, like, you know, if you're not both pursuing Jesus together, I mean, it's not gonna, you know, go well. And. Um, dear listener, I, we actually spoke about this in season one, um, in the episode, What is Love? When, with, uh, William and Aaron Akko, um, mm-hmm. they spoke about, like, if you're both not tethered or abiding in Jesus, like, you might want to get that right first, like, get your relationship with God right first mm-hmm. and really take time to grow and depend on your relationship with God. Allow that to define you instead of, like, you know, your woman or your man defining you. And so I, I would wholeheartedly agree, like, you want to make sure you're pursuing Jesus wholeheartedly, fully devoted, committed to him. And so thanks for sharing that. For sure. Yeah. All righty. So here's my next question for you. So obviously you two are now married. Um, maybe speak on, like, what led to that and then how marriage has been for you so far. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> marriage has been amazing here, love. No, I was laughing about the dating slash engagement part oh i mean that was pretty tough after following christ so um i graduated college and i was following christ at this point and then lived at home for a year and then caleb um wanted to get engaged while he was a senior in college because he was still in school for one more year um so that is end up ended up what happened and we got married like six weeks or maybe four weeks after you graduated like pretty much graduated got married like we didn't want to wait any longer it was was great timing honestly yeah it was really good yeah but um yeah there was definitely just I mean I think when you're young you know we were 22 23 and didn't have a whole lot of like future plans set and I think my my parents were worried about it for sure so that was kind of a tough season and parents were not about it Yeah, they were like, what the heck? You're going to want to marry your daughter. You're still in school. You don't have a job. Like, what are you guys thinking? You know? Uh And so that, I mean, they challenged us a lot, but I think that was good. It made us like prepare for marriage. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Mm -hmm. And then how would you say marriage has been? We'll be back after a brief break. Hey, what's up, everyone? We really appreciate you listening to episodes here on Tethered. If you've been impacted in any way by these episodes, please subscribe to the podcast to keep up to date on when episodes drop. Also, if you enjoy this podcast, will you please consider rating this podcast in your favorite podcasting app 
please leave us a comment. Finally, please share this podcast with your friends and family on social media or however you share things. We would really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Tethered. Now back to the episode. Man, there's there's great times and there's then there's tough times. Like there's definitely the honeymoon season. Um, but also we were together for so long. I know a lot of like handful of these like Christian couples will date for a shorter time than we did and then get married and then they have that honeymoon stage for longer or or even um since we did have like history in the past of acting like we were married without being married together um we knew each other's uh habits a little bit more already and i know a lot of newly married couples like oh i didn't realize this person was so messy or mm-hmm. i didn't realize they were so budget tight or the you other person when you married me or the other person was so uh spend money at every single chance they get yeah we had a long time to um, see that each other then we worked together like i don't know if we did share this but i worked at, with bolt for like almost two years basically um these last two years before starting this job sometimes it's great like you get a ton of time together but then you also it's it's business so so like mm-hmm. you're talking to each other like a, a business partnership and not like a married couple so it's we had to set really defined boundaries on okay business stops here and um yeah how to how to speak to each other the right way at the right times and mm-hmm. that was a whole other yeah i think you hear the sentiment a lot like oh marriage is so hard and like marriage is hard you know mm-hmm. you're choosing to to be totally one with someone that is a sinner and like you're a sinner. And obviously that just comes with challenges. Um, but I also think marriage is so fun. And fun. even in the hard times, like the last couple of weeks have been really hard for me. You know, I closed a business that I loved so dearly. And it's like, that was not an easy, an easy couple of weeks on us or even a couple of months, just like the conversations leading up to it. But it's like, you need to find someone that you want to like suffer with. And that you trust, like you love the way that they handle hard things. And um, and I just think because of that, it's like, man, even in the hardest days, we still laugh a ton, you know? And um, so there's so much joy in it too, which I'm thankful for. No, it's been awesome. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. What would you say has been like the most like joyful thing that you two have experienced as a result of being married? I mean, obviously you're getting ready to have a, a baby, which is exciting in itself, but what what else would you say has been like exciting, you know, in your marriage? Hmm. Want me to start? Yeah. Well, I feel like the best singular memory, like the wedding day is fine, but mm-hmm. I should, the wedding day was good. <laughs> <laughs> the wedding day was amazing. But um, the honeymoon was was awesome because like you're getting married and this person who you've have based on how long you were engaged. Now you get to be with them the whole time instead of having to say goodbyes anymore. And you're getting to go on a vacation to supposedly like a cool spot. And mm-hmm. we definitely went to some cool spots. Um, so that memory itself 
uh, is incredible. So sweet. But outside of like the singular time, like, uh, like doing ministry together when we both were at uh, Paradigm in Kansas City, mm-hmm. that's not like a singular time. We did that for two and a half years or something like that. That was awesome together. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just having like, we just goof around a ton. <laughs> yes. Always, just always <laughs> laughing with each other. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I love all those memories too. And I think something that we do that we love to do together is just like put ourselves kind of in uncomfortable situations. Like we've loved, like we moved to Phoenix because we felt really comfortable and we wanted to be uncomfortable and felt like, man, it's just time for like, God is leading us to a shakeup, you know, and we enjoy change and like working together and starting businesses and navigating these things. Like it's just so fun to navigate new things with you. Yeah. I love it so much. I think, yeah, definitely for us, we love doing like, I mean, this is my first memory of this was in college. We did like a hot yoga class together again, oh. recommend, but like, that was, that was the first time I ever like tried hot yoga and same for you, I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it was just like a new thing. And that was like so much fun. So it's like, we learned through that, that doing new things that neither of us have done is super exciting. Mm-hmm. So like doing a new hike that we haven't done before is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, just trying new things. Uh, my brother and his wife went to like a glass blowing um, date experience thing. I'm like, we should do that. We've never, get on the counter. we've never done that before. So I just, we just love doing new things together. That's yeah. that really like builds our relationship. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. I know like you two mentioned, you guys love to minister together. I remember when you two, you know, were serving at Paradigm and it was just really awesome to see you both like minister to people that, you know, were there for the very first time, have never heard the name of Jesus. And, you know, you got a chance to share the gospel with him. Maybe share a little bit about how you two do that as a couple. Like, how has it like been sharing like your faith with people? You want to start? Um, can you repeat the question, Joey? I'm sorry, our dog was doing panting and it was like really no, you're fine. Maybe I'll rephrase it this way since you mentioned you two like do ministry together. What does it look like for you two as a couple to live your lives on mission for Jesus or share the gospel with people? Okay, that's a good question. I feel like it looks different in different stages. Like, I feel like right now we're still kind of navigating what that looks like here in Phoenix, because we had such an opportunity in Kansas city through paradigm to like meet lost people and we were serving together. So I feel like, um, it was, yeah, it was just, it was different. And now we're here and it's like, how are we going to serve together in our church? And I think one of the things I'm really looking forward to being a mom and dad together is like, we have to figure out how to minister to our child and our family. And like, Mm -hmm. that is a command from God that like, we have to decide, like, you know, we have to, our family is our number one ministry. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, that's going to be something totally new to navigate. So I'm excited for that. And I feel like, yeah, take that on. Yeah. We really haven't done like a whole lot. It's not like we've, I mean, we're still young, you know, we're both 26. There's not many married couples who are younger than us. I mean, there's a handful, but it's not like we've discipled a couple together. Yeah. We both love to separately. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. But I mean, there's one example that comes to mind is like, there was a girl that came over for dinner 
uh she was single she was dating um not married when i meant single when i said single but not married dating this guy and uh i feel like you wanted me to be in on that conversation just to give like a godly male perspective to this to this girl who was a believer but dating a guy who said he was a believer but some things in his life weren't lining up with that so I feel like that's an example of doing ministry together. Um, we, we open up our home a lot. Sorry, this, they're like coming to me as we're thinking about this. I think something that we love to do is be hospitable. Yeah, we like love we hosting. love hosting. We have people over for dinner all the time. And I think that's such an easy way to, why didn't we start with that? To serve in ministry yeah. is like, it just inviting people into your home. You know, it's like, we Maybe like- we had a big Super Bowl party. Yeah, we have, we love having like events and the holiday parties and all the things. So that's the way that we love to minister to people. Yeah, I remember when you first- <laughs> I remember, Together. I remember, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember when you two had me over when I was like doing my support raising for crew and you guys invited me over to your apartment to have dinner, I made some orange chicken. That was so good. Or yeah. 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 I that was, that was fun. Eating yeah. I remember you coming, but I didn't remember what we had. <laughs> it was delicious. Thank you. Trader Joe's. <laughs> so yeah, I know you two to be a couple that is very hospitable, which is awesome that the Lord has enabled you to continue doing that. Um, even in Phoenix, it's awesome that you guys do that. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Um, so here's my next question for you. How has it been like living in Phoenix versus living in like St. Louis and Kansas City? Do you have a specific angle? Like, like, is there big differences? Like in terms of like how your life was like in St. Louis slash Kansas City versus now in Phoenix? I know like moving to a city like Phoenix, like new city, new experiences, maybe didn't know a lot of people like maybe share about that. Mm I think when we moved to Kansas city from you were in St. Louis, I was in Columbia. Like we still from Mizzou, there was a lot of people from Kansas city that were in, I'm sorry, a lot of few people from Mizzou that were in Kansas city. Um, and then we found paradigm and started going to that fairly early on moving there, maybe a few months in and man, Paradigm is such like a huge blessing just to meet so many people so quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, It it has made me realize how special and rare and cool something like that is. Mm -hmm. That is not common. And I mean, like the porch in Dallas is like the only other example of that, that I can think of. That is just not common in other places. So moving here to Phoenix, it has taken us a bit longer to really get plugged in. Um, We thought we landed at a church and then um, decided it wasn't the right place for us for a handful of different reasons. And then another one. And then now we're at like kind of the third one almost. And now this is the one where we're actually going through membership class now. So it just took a little bit longer, but it was just like a blessing that we kind of fell into, uh, yeah, abundant life and paradigm in Kansas city. So making friends has been harder. And then I think with that is like, we're obviously going to be having a baby now. We're like kind of stepping, getting into that next life stage, Mm -hmm. Um, the place where we live, we live more in 
neighborhoods and when in kansas city we lived on the plaza so it was very walkable and we could, mm-hmm. we could take our dogs on a walk and walk go to different restaurants and do things and meet up with people and, and here it's like we have to drive everywhere mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. in the phoenix area it's not exactly small either it's no. so big totally yeah i would agree with this i don't think i have anything to add i think you touched on yeah yeah, thanks for sharing that. Um, I know, like, you know, moving to a new city can be challenging, but I'm glad that you two are making the effort to, you know, find community. And it sounds like you have by joining, you know, becoming members of your church, which is awesome. Yeah. And then you're, you know, getting to know people that way. And the Lord has you there for, like you said, for challenges. And so I'm glad that he's using you to, you know, uncomfortable, but at the same time, like, it's, allowing you to rely on him mm-hmm. to have that faith and continue to build up your faith, which is awesome. Yeah. Alrighty. I want to get into like, just uh, questions about like work um, for you too. So I know Avi, you mentioned earlier that you, um, as we're recording this podcast um, here on March 27, 2023, that you're getting ready to close down your boutique mm-hmm. and have operated for the last five years. Maybe share about, um, what she did, I remember like talking briefly about your boutique um, on an episode I did with my friend Grace Anderson in season one. So I got to talk a little bit about what you do, but maybe you can give us kind of like the full, sh- the full um, experience, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, maybe share about that. Yeah. First of all, thanks for the shout out on the episode. That's really kind. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I started, I started Bolt when I was 21. I knew that's what I wanted to do. So I, I got it up and running before I graduated college, kind of launched it there in my sorority house with all my friends and um, our moms were there that weekend. It was so fun. And the next five years, I mean, we went through so many ups and downs. I think any small business owner can relate to that. Like the mm-hmm. first two years were such a struggle. The business was basically failing. And Caleb and I had gotten married at this point And he was like, Hey, like, you should quit your part-time jobs. I was working at Top Golf, and then I worked at Lululemon for a little bit. He's like, you should quit your part-time jobs and like try to give this a full go with Bolt and see if you can actually make this like a viable business. Or you should quit your part-time jobs and quit Bolt and like actually get a job that's going to provide a paycheck that's actually like substantial, <laughs> not like you know my hundred-dollar part-time checks from these you know like small side jobs. And um. So that's what happened in 2020, February 17th, 2020. I went full-time with Bolt. And um, three weeks later, the world shut down with the pandemic. And again, just kind of went into this like topsy-turvy, you know, like what in the heck is going to happen here? But God really blessed our business at that time. And we started to see growth just a little bit, a little bit by a little bit. And by July, Caleb had decided to quit his corporate job and come on the Bolt team full-time. So that was July of 2020. And the next three years, we have just kind of ridden that wave and and tried everything that we could to grow the business. We've had interns and employees and, you know, outgrew our apartment in Kansas City and then moved into a bigger home here so that we had tons more space. And it's just been such a ride. Um, We were able to donate a lot of money to Hope for Justice, which is to fight um, human trafficking, which Mm -hmm. was like, 
so special. We got to support That's awesome. Couple, like overseas missionaries. Um, and yeah, and I would just try to, I was like, what are ways that I can use this business to like, glorify God? And I got to have like a pretty cool community built up with bull just by asking for prayer requests. And we had it in our emails. We would have it on, we had it in our Instagram bio. I would post boxes occasionally, um, you know, asking for prayer requests. And I would you know, pray for those those men and women that would send stuff in and have really good conversations with them um, just about like what's going on in their lives, which was mm-hmm. really cool. And honestly, just like a very easy and um, a very easy way to like reach out to people through social media. And um, yeah, so we just, we did a lot of good, which was great. But the last, last year has just been really tough. Um, I'll be transparent about that. It's just been a hard year business wise. And and got to a point now where it's like, man, our baby's going to be here in four months. So is it wise to continue and just, you know, struggling through this or is it time to end? And I, and we prayed about it a lot, a lot, and definitely just felt like it's time to try something else. So yeah, that's the long overview of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that, Abby. I know that's, that must've been a very difficult decision and I'm really, you know, thankful that you were, you know, vulnerable and sharing that the podcast and you know i'm just glad that you know that the lord used those five years to be able to you know teach you a lot but also to be able to you know use the pro some proceeds to help overseas missionaries and to be able to teach you a lot of skills about how to operate a business and so yeah i'm glad that you were able to do that um so what would you say like your next step is if you're if you're okay with sharing about like what are you going to do next Yeah. I feel like I'm still like, everything's so fresh. Like, I mean, currently as we're speaking, our closing sale is like going on, you know? So I'm still praying about like, what is next? I don't know. You know, truthfully, I really don't know, but I think that's okay. I think there are two huge things that God has kind of showed me. I feel like these last couple of weeks. And I think one is that, wow, like I am very thankful that my identity is not found in being a business owner. And that was not the case the whole five years. Like, I feel like I've just slowly learned like, man, my identity cannot be in my accomplishments of being a business owner. And like, clearly right now, like I'm experiencing a sense, like a sense of failure. And, um, I've been extremely sad, you know, I've cried and been very emotional about it. And it's been really tough. But even on the days where like, I've been lying in bed crying, I'm like, man, there's still just a sense of peace that I have in my heart Mm -hmm. and a sense of joy that I can still feel, which I actually was like, wow, I actually understand. Like, I actually understand James one, you know, like consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance and perseverance leads to godliness. And I forget forget the last point of that last part of that verse, but like God will use it. Oh, to make you complete and mature, lacking in nothing. Yes. And it's like, man, okay. I, I can have faith. Like I am a child of God. Jesus died for me on the cross. In the grand scheme of things, like this isn't that big of a deal, you know, like it's hard and it's sad and God's going to teach me so much and he's going to shape me a ton through this to make me look more like him. And in the end, like that's all that matters, you know? And so that's one thing that I feel like I've learned a lot. Yeah. And, um, Yeah. I feel like the second thing is like, it's kind of fun not knowing 
like God's plan, like I think we see our lives in such like a tunnel, you know, we can only, our eyes only go forward in one direction, but God is looking at our lives with like this overarching viewpoint and like, he sees it all. Like he's going, he's gone, you know, he's seen the past, present, future of it all. And it's like, man, God has something planned for our lives. That is going to be so much crazier and better than what I could even imagine. Cause I'm only seeing this but like God sees this and like, yeah, maybe it's not what I expected it to be. And maybe it's not what I wanted it to be at this point, but I know I'm going to look back in 10, 15, 20 years. I'm going to be like, dang, like that's why God had that happen. Cause it's leading to this. And I learned because of that. You know what I mean? I just, that future perspective, I think is I'm thankful that I have that because of my faith. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I know when you shared the James verse, I immediately thought of this verse in Philippians 4, 4, which says rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Like, Mm -hmm. even though like, as you're navigating this season, the uncertainty, um, you know, the tears that you're shedding, it's, you know, you're trusting in God, you know, like you're trusting that he knows what's best. He's got this 30,000 foot view of what's going to happen. And yet you're placing your faith in him and you're entrusting him in terms of like, Lord, I don't know what you're going to do, but I know that you're going to do something that's for my good. Mm -hmm. And who knows what you'll lead me through. But I'm just, you know, grateful that you shared the James passage because it's easy to forget that, you know, the Lord works through our trials and tribulations in order to show us his peace, his comfort, and that our response should be to rejoice and trust him. That he knows exactly how things are going to go for our good and benefit. Totally. And even if everything from my life to this point on is still failure, like if I fail at every single thing next, it's like, it doesn't matter. You know, like God still chose to die for us on the cross. He still chose us. He still Mm -hmm. loves us. And we don't deserve anything. And it's like, yeah, my value and my worth isn't based on my accomplishments. Like Mm -hmm. God doesn't need anything from us. He just wants us to be faithful and obedient. Amen. It says in Matthew, like he is close, you know, you got the Sermon on the Mount or the Beatitudes, like he's close to the brokenhearted. He like, this is where he wants us to be is like lowly and humble and Mm -hmm. like feeling our needs for him because that's when we want him the most, you know? And it's like, yeah, yeah, I got on a box, but yeah. I appreciate you sharing that. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. And so Caleb, what about you? Um, I know you mentioned earlier in the introduction, like, that you are general manager for a payment company. Maybe go ahead and share more about that with the listeners. Sorry. My dog is, uh, he's trying to get involved. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, uh, this is a cool story just of recently. So um, I'm not the owner, I'm the general manager. So basically it means I didn't have to put up the money to fund this business, but I'm running it. Uh, and so we went through all of the training. This is a franchise-based business. And the final portion of training is this in-person training in Houston. So up until now, it's all been like Zoom calls, you know, Google meetings. And then uh, about a week and a half, two weeks ago, was in Houston with a handful of different other like franchisees scattered all over the country, people and in outside the country in Canada too. Um Met this guy. Uh, he was from Colorado, and and I really enjoyed meeting these different franchisees and business people because they're they're kind of like me. They they enjoy business. They think like me, and got to connect with a lot of people. Uh, 
two of the guys, um, they were from Indianapolis and they they had their own business together. Come to find out, um, this guy's name's Creekor and he's from Jerusalem. Hmm. Uh, he lived like five minutes outside of the old town. And so he knows, and he's a believer. Uh, we got dinner with him and just got to hear his crazy stories of growing up and his way he got to know the Lord. And um, same with his sales guy who was at this training and he's a believer and just got to hear their vision for how they want to leverage their company. Like this is God's company, not our company. And um, we want to be mending roads and mending hearts. And I was like, man, that's so good. I want to be doing that. that Um, Want to be shepherding my employees well and treating them well and, and, uh, pouring into them, not just to make a paycheck, but, you know, like teach them the word and, and who God is and stuff like that. But while I was there, I was also met a guy who he's, uh, uh, a franchise owner in Colorado. And, uh, I asked him, I just felt like the Lord put on my heart, like, Hey, you should have asked this guy to, to get dinner one night, just one-on-one. So we did. And, you know, we're talking and, sharing stories of how that we uh, both came to learn about this, this company and how we got here and kind of, you know, started to get into like my testimony almost. And I'm sharing like, this is what God's done in my life. And it was appropriate. And I got to ask him like, if he had a faith and got to share uh, the gospel through my testimony and see what he believed in. And, um, we had similar upbringings. He went to a Lutheran church as well and was confirmed, but kind of hadn't done anything since. And, uh, he just, after sharing the gospel to him, I asked him like, if that's something he's thought about or, um, yeah. And and he's like, actually I have, I feel like there's been like this missing part of my life. Like, and I think that's my faith. Like, I I don't know what I believe. And, uh, I just got to point him to like, Hey, yeah, you should like read the Bible. You should see what God has said. And, uh, it was just an awesome conversation, super encouraging. Um, I haven't reached out to him in a couple of days and, uh, he was going to read this book that my owner wrote who, who, but the owner, he was a part of Stumo. Like he wrote this book, it's called unsatisfied. And it's basically, talking about exactly where he's at. Like he's unsatisfied. He's like, what's the point of life? Like for me to run this business, make a bunch of money, like go skiing and then just die. Like what, there's gotta be more to this. And Hmm. yeah, there is, it's Jesus. Uh, And so that's, that's one way I've been, had the opportunity to leverage this uh, new business is meeting with people within um, this pavement maintenance business and Hmm. uh, get to share the gospel with people like Logan. Hmm. So that was just really encouraging for me, honestly. And that was just uh, about a week, week and a half ago. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's, that's awesome. You mentioned the statement. I forgot, I forgot what you said. There's like mending. um... Yeah. He, the Cree course said, we want to be mending roads because it's pavement maintenance. Yeah. Roads and mending hearts. I love that. I mean, it kind of signifies like just a mission, you know, in general, like you want to be mending hearts because that's what Jesus wants is your heart. And I'm Mm -hmm. glad that he's using you to, of course, build roads, but also, you know, build bridges between 
people so he can be able to share the gospel with them. And so, and then lead, maybe be used to lead them to Christ, just like you did with Logan. And that's just really encouraging to hear. Yeah. But, and then with the owner, you know, formerly involved with Stumo, it sounds like, and uh, being able to recommend that book and, you know, being able to use that to show Logan, like, hey, there is more in for life than just running this pavement business. And yeah. yeah, I'm really glad that the Lord is using you to live your life on mission for that. And so yeah. really encouraging. It was just, it was just clear that God was opening that door. And I feel like when God speaks to you, you just know when it's really clear, you know? Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. Amen. All right. We're almost close to wrapping up here. just wanted to ask you a, a question here that I think is so important. I ask all my interviewees this question because it's so important. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this um, podcast is called Tethered, which means just to stay connected or abide in Jesus. And so how do you two as a couple stay tethered to Jesus? Um, I think this is probably like a simple answer, but like every morning I start off reading the word. Um, and some mornings feels like God's just speaking right into my soul. And then other mornings it's, it's more of a discipline, but, uh, I was just sharing this with Abby before we came on the podcast and I'll share it today. This is something, this was just part of my reading plan. Like I didn't cherry pick this, but, uh, yeah, God just had this for both of us. And and obviously Abby shared about the struggles with Bolt. Our company, we're we're just getting up and running and we've ran into a few roadblocks. Um just with getting like business licenses and stuff like that. And this mm-hmm. is Psalm 124. Uh it says, If the Lord has not been on our side, let Israel say, if the Lord has not been on our side when people attack us, they would have swallowed us alive. When their anger flared against us, if the flood would have engulfed us, if the torrent would have swept over us, the raging waters would have swept us away. Praise be the Lord, our God, uh, who has not let us be torn by their teeth. We have escaped like birds from the fowler's snare. The snare had been broken. We have escaped. Our help is in the Lord. Or our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of the heavens and the earth. Mm-hmm. And that that psalm is just basically saying like, okay, yeah, things have been bad. Like the waters have rushed over us. The, these We've been in the teeth of the, the animal. But if the Lord was not on our side, we would have been fully engulfed by the storm. We would have died from the teeth of the animal. Like it would have been worse. And uh just like when we go through hard things, we know we can have trust that the Lord is on our side and our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of the heavens, the earth, like our help is in the creator of the universe. Uh, so just reading something like that is just encouraging and uh, just fills us up for the day. Like my day does not feel right if I don't have time with the Lord tethered to him in the morning. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. That's really good. Yeah. We both, I mean, we, that's our goal. Like we, we don't read together necessarily, but like we always read in the mornings. We sit at the same table. Well, not as much recently because I've been sleeping in, but <laughs> and read after him because I'm tired, uh, pregnant. But um, also I think just making it a point to like pray together every night and 
we're yeah. not perfect at that, but even if one of us is asleep, we'll wake each other up and just like say a blessing over them. And um, we do like the sign of the cross on each other's heads and just, you know, like Jesus loves you and I love you, you know, just always pointing it back to Christ and yeah, just doing those things together where it's like, it's not just about us, you know, like we have a, a greater purpose together as one. So, mm. yeah. I, I love that. I love that. Thanks, sir. I thank you both for sharing that. I think it is essential to, in order to stay tethered to Jesus, to yes, engage. I, I usually like to say it, engage with his word by just reading it and meditating on it and just learning from it and allowing to convict your heart to transform you, but also just taking time to pray, you know, sharing your burdens and your needs, but also celebrating your wins or, you know, mourning your losses with the Lord, because it's so important to be able to communicate that with the Lord, like, Lord, I'm struggling, but I know that you're there. I'm entrusting myself to you. And I love that you read Psalms 124, Caleb, because I'm actually looking at it right now. And it makes me think of a passage that I've been studying for myself in Romans chapter 8. And this is just so important for us to remember, you know, as we're following Christ day by day, moment by moment. Um, because we're in Christ, like, there's nothing that can separate us from His love. And something in a verse that really spoke to me was this one in verse 33 and 34. Um, which says this, Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Like, no one's going to, you know, say to those who are in Christ, like, oh, it can be taken away from you. God has already made means to justify a person or make right a person before him. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. And so what I love about this passage what verse, is, what was that again? Uh, Romans 8, 33, 34. Gotcha. And so like in verse 34, when it says Christ is the one who died, who was raised, that's past tense language. So it means those events already had occurred. Christ died for the sins of the world, he was raised, defeating Satan, sin, and death. And then it transitions into present tense language, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us mm. in those realities that we have today. Mm. And so like Jesus right now is ruling and reigning at the right hand of God. But not only that, he's interceding for us. And mm. because of that, Nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. No amount of suffering, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, anything like that can separate us from the love of Christ because we have been promised that we, you know, we will be with him and we are already with him and that one day we're going to see him face to face. And that has been, you know, been sealed by the Holy Spirit. And so I love that you read Psalm 124 because it kind of alludes to that similar language. Sure. Like there's absolutely nothing that can, you know, take mm -hmm. us away from Christ. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made yeah. everything we know to exist. He upholds the universe by the power of his word. I think of Hebrews 1 when it says that. And it's just amazing that you shared that. So thank you for sharing like yeah. how that helps you stay tethered to Jesus. I think I also, I also want to say just because – 
for those type A people out there, Joey, I don't know if I'm very type A, Abby's not so much. And so one of the the pitfalls or the ditches I can fall into is, oh, I need to spend an an hour or whatever it is, the 30 minutes in the Bible in the morning and then check it off my list and move on. But I need to be tethered to Christ, not just for the time in the morning, but like throughout the throughout the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. And I'll catch myself like, man, my thoughts are not godly. Like I'm not thinking about the kingdom. Like I'm not that they're bad, like not, not that they're necessarily bad, but if I'm just thinking about work or business or whatever, like sometimes I'll just play like Christian music just because like I need something to to remind me and and just it's important to not just be tethered in the morning or whenever you spend your time with God. That's definitely important, but like we should be abiding and tethered to him throughout the day. And that's something I'm trying to grow in more is not yeah. just it be a morning thing, but be a all day thing. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And one verse is like that I cling to based on that Psalm one, one, um, Sorry, I thought it was one one. Uh, it's, it's right. Yeah, yeah. One Psalm one verse two, but he who delights in the law of the Lord and meditates on it day and night, you know, it's not just like a day, just in, not just in the morning, but it's like throughout the whole day. Mm. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, I love that because it's like. That's what the Lord wants us to do is to meditate or murmur his word is how the Hebrew usually puts it. You're just thinking on it, chewing on it, like yeah. marinating in it, yeah. <laughs> you know, moment by moment. I like that you said that. Thanks for sharing that, Caleb. And then here's the final question that I have for you, too. Um, you kind of already answered this earlier, but I figured I would ask it again, um, maybe more for like just practical wisdom. But what wisdom would you give to single people about how they can prepare themselves for marriage and live on mission? And then how staying tethered to Jesus helps prepare them for that. And single people, is most of your audience in college, would you say, or just college and young adult, I guess? College and young adult, yes. Yeah. I love that question, Joey. I think there are so many things. I feel like one thing that I find myself just advising women specifically, like over and over again, Christian women is like, man, when you're looking to date and you're looking to marry, you have, um, this is your time to be really picky about the problems that you're going to put up with in marriage the rest of your life. Hmm. And we've shared a lot about our struggles throughout this, our time talking and a lot about our ups and downs. And it's like, that's just life. Like life is full of ups and downs. And like our lives are not always marked by the high moments. A lot of times they're marked by the low moments and how we respond to those. So when you're looking for your spouse, like, man, like you need to just be looking like the, the small things that they do. How do they handle conflicts? How do they respond to hard things in their life? And how do they lead through the hard things? What are the things they run to? What are the things they cling to? 
And on the flip side of that, like you should be preparing yourself in that, like you should be growing in that. How do I respond to the hard things? Like, how is, how, what is my foundation set in, in the Lord? Like, how is that? What am I running to when I'm feeling stressed or overwhelmed? Like TV, porn, like food, you know, what, what is it? Like, is it the word, you know? I mean, it's just mm-hmm. thinking about those things because those problems, everyone has problems right? Everyone's got issues and you just, you're going to have to pick and choose like, okay, 40 years from now, am I okay with that? Like, or is that going to drive me up the wall and I'm going to despise my spouse, but I had a choice in dating, you know? So not to put a ton of pressure on that, but I just always advise yeah. people to girls, but I, girls and guys. With yeah, that. for sure. That's my, that's what I would say. So yours in short is pick your problem. Pick your problem. <laughs> like you're going to, you're, your spouse is going to have problems. Yes. You do get to pick which problems they have. Yes. Uh, and how you can respond to this. Yeah. And I would say, um, be the, this, you probably heard this before, be the person you're looking for is looking for. So oh, guys, if you're looking for your good. queen, your queen's not looking for a bum. Like your queen's looking for a king. So you gotta, you gotta act like a king, godly, righteous, king you know and uh when it comes to being tethered like and serving and like just being on fire for the lord the the analogy or illustration that i always see and use and it's a really good one is run the race like paul talks about running the race marked out for us you know you're running your race as fast as you can as hard as you can and then you look to your left or look to your right and you find the person who's running the same race, you know, mm-hmm. after Christ in the same direction. You don't want to find someone going off in a different direction mm-hmm. at the same speed. Because if that person, if you're passing them up and they're they're lagging, like you want to be equally, that's where the being equally yoked is important. Mm-hmm. You don't want to, you'll always fall to the common denominator in any area. So you want to find the person that's running the same race at the same speed. Um towards christ mm. when if you find someone who's running a little bit faster that then good for you that helps <laughs> yeah yeah that's awesome thanks for sharing that wisdom that's really encouraging and you know i would even add to to that i mean i'm personally not you know dating anybody and i'm not married but i've just observed a lot of relationships in my years um one thing i would add to that is just the importance of like yes you want to be pursuing jesus wholeheartedly but it's got to translate into are you loving him more are you enamored with the person of jesus christ like fall head over heels for who he is who he's made you to be created you in his image and has redeemed you for himself even though we're fallen we're broken and yet he rescued us from the pit of despair and so are you enamored that jesus did that on your behalf and then are you engaging with him in his word in prayer and also acting on what you learn in the word um like serving like are you doing that from a heart of being enamored which should lead you to both enjoy god treasure lord and so that's what I would add to, like, if you're seriously wanting to date somebody, make sure that the person truly 
doesn't just say they love God, but like their enjoyment of God is evident. And so I would just, I would just add that. But I really thank you too for sharing that. And yeah, that's people, that's people can fake it for a season. Like you could, you could meet a guy, can meet a girl, a girl can meet a guy, and they see them at church or see them serving. But people can fake it for a season. And mm-hmm. you know, we we've all seen this at Paradigm, the couple who both of them start serving together and then uh, two months from now they're both gone it's like what happened to so and so and so and so it's like oh well they started dating so they both stopped stepped down from serving and now they only hang out with each other you know but from a within a relationship like if you are in a relationship dating engaged or married the closest way you could get to that person i think about it like a triangle and like the the, the couples are in the bottom two corners and if you want to be close as close to that couple as possible you have to you have to go to jesus you if you if the closer you get to jesus it's weird how it works but if you follow those two lines up the triangle like you naturally get closer to each other as you get closer to jesus at who's at like the point of that triangle yeah it's weird but it just works like man if i want to love abby more if i get really close to christ i'll love her more and she'll love yeah amen amen well thank you both for sharing you know everything on the podcast today it was really a joy having you both and um thank you again for taking time what was that oh yeah you having us and yeah like like i said we're just super honored that you would have us on the podcast dude you're a you're a stand-up man you're a stand-up dude you're a dude worth following you're a dude worth getting advice from you were seriously one of the kindest people that i know your heart for the lord is incredible your heart for others is incredible and uh yeah yeah i'm just uh, i feel blessed to call you friend oh thank you caleb and abby i really appreciate that thank you both again for those kind of that kind of compliment i mean all glory be to god but thank you both for sharing that and i just wanted to see if you have any final thoughts as we wrap up our episode today I just shared my final thought. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, on our, well, yeah, thank you again for coming out to Tethered all the way from Phoenix, Arizona. Um, really loved zooming in with you guys today. We'll see you next time on Tethered and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Tether. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and family. Please also tap the subscribe button to receive notifications when new episodes are published. You can also follow Tether on Instagram by clicking on the link in the episode notes. Hope this episode has encouraged you, built you up, and blessed you. To God be the glory. See you next time. God bless.